Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. As always, it is such a blessing to come into your home, to come into your car, to come into your work area, wherever you are right now. It is such a joy for me to bring forth the word of God and bring forth social issues and just share what the Lord has put on my heart for us during this Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. So thank you so much for joining us on tonight. So I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea what I was going to talk about tonight. My plan was to talk about love for the entire month of February, but as the day progressed today, because um, I normally have my topic beforehand, but as the date progressed today, God said forgiveness. And so I was like, oh, God, I think I've already taught on forgiveness. Like it may have been a while ago. So what God was revealing to me that forgiveness is a topic, just like prayer, just like praise and worship. It's a topic that can be in Bible study too, right, uh, studying the word of God on your own. It's a topic that can be talked about for a while. Like you never can get enough teaching or enough reminders about forgiveness, because as we understand, as we grow in life, as we grow in age, and in our maturity in Christ, and as God elevates us to different levels in our work life, on our job, um, spiritually, um, just in ministry, there are attacks that come. Some of those attacks come right at, at home, <laughs> right in the home with our spouse, our kids, you know, with our friendship. Some of, of the attacks that we endure come on our job. And so there are always levels of forgiveness that needs to take place because those levels of attacks that come can sometimes be through people that we need to extend forgiveness to. So as we elevate, as we are promoted, as we grow in God, forgiveness is going to need to take. So somebody is not going to be happy about your promotion. Someone is not going to be happy about the new level that God has taken you to. Someone is not going to be thrilled that though they've been on the job for 15 years and you've only been on the job for two years, you received a significant promotion on the job. Like everybody's not going to be happy about that. And so forgiveness needs to take place just throughout our lives at different levels in our life. Sometimes we have unexpected things that happen in our lives. I remember I was working on a job, and things just weren't quite right on the job. And I was like, God, I really need to get from under this um, oppression that's here. And so I went to put my two weeks' notice in and to actually have a conversation with my with my boss and instead of me, instead of her letting me carry out my two weeks' notice, like she let me go right then, right there. Like you got to go, get your stuff out of here, you know. And it was a shock to me. It was probably a shock to her that I was putting my two weeks in. But I had been giving her signs. I'd been having conversations with her about my unhappiness and about how I felt things could change, because um, I was second in command. Like she was in command, I was second in command to her, and so I was in administration. And she was unwilling to listen or to make adjustments. And so when she let me go, like, that was heartbreaking. Like, that hurt my feelings. Like, I really had to go forth in forgiveness so that God could bless me and could free me up to um, go to my next level that God wanted to take me to. So we just have different – and that was so unexpected, you know. And so I had to keep a, keep a you know, a solid face. 
as I cleared my things out of her out of her place of business. Um, I did it right by myself. Like I didn't even have any help. Like her husband had come that night and he he talked to me and tried to get me to stay. And I'm like, Do you not know, you know, your wife? <laughs> So, you know, I cleaned out everything on my own, had to make two trips to get everything out, and, and it was just, it was heartbreaking for me. And so, again, forgiveness needs, needed to be extended. So we have those unexpected things that come up in life where people hurt us or do us wrong or turn their backs on us, and we just need to forgive. <laughs> we just need to forgive, you know. And um, I will also share another testimony. I'm pretty sure you've heard me. Say this before if you're a regular listener to the show, but I used to be a person that did not like to forgive. Like, I could hold a grudge. Let me tell you, I could hold a grudge. Just like some of us hold weight, I could hold me a grudge, and I was okay with holding that grudge. Like, I was, I would be angry, I would be upset, I would be mad, you know, out of that place of hurt out of that place of brokenness, and I just would sit there, went and speak to you, roll my eyes at you. Now, now, now I'm not talking about when I wasn't saved, y'all. I'm talking about after salvation, like in my adult life, calling, confessing I'm saved, confessing I'm a Christian, holding grudges, good God Almighty. And so I would hold grudges, and not only would I hold grudges within myself, I would ask the Lord, I had the, the, the audacity to ask the Lord to punish them, to seek, you know, I mean, I want revenge, avenge me, Lord. I want revenge on them. I want you to avenge me. I'm hurt. Avenge me and get them. I had the audacity in my pride. I asked God to, and of course he didn't because God is, you know, he, he's just not that type of God. And it, it, it took a minute. For the Lord to minister to me about forgiving other people, forgiving those who had hurt you, regardless of how deep the hurt was, sending forgiveness to them. Because as we have heard Tyler Perry say in many of his movies, as Medea, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness frees you up. Forgiveness unclogs the anger from you, unclogs the hurt from you, brings forth healing of the brokenness in you. It's for you. Because I am telling you, and I know it to be true, when you don't forgive people, they hold you, they have control of you, they have power over you. They, you can be in a jolly mood. I said jolly, a jolly mood. And that person walks in a room and your entire disposition changes. Your mood changes. Your expression changes. Everything about you changes. That's that. Now, that's some power. If somebody can walk in a room and influence your mood, influence how you act or who you are, how you will be, that, that's some power. They have power over you. Forgiveness frees you up. It frees them from having control over you, and it gives back the control to who needs to have it, you, and, of course, the Lord, being led by the Lord, being led of the Lord, okay? So what is forgiveness? So the root word, forgive, dictionary.com, is to grant pardon for 
or remission. So to grant pardon for or remission. So y'all know what I thought about, right? When I heard remission, without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sin. Hebrews 9 and 22, that's what I thought about. I'm going to push pause there. Forgiveness is willingness to act out forgiveness or the willingness to act out forgiving others, okay? So it's a willingness to act out granting pardons. It's a willingness to act out remission, okay? And so as we think about Hebrews 9 and 22, without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sin. We understand that Jesus, by dying on the cross, shedding his blood on Calvary, laying in that tomb for two nights, and on the third day getting up, sealing our um, restoration back to the Lord, that process of him being born, him being whipped and beaten and spit on and just uh, just desecrated, that process of, of, of him being beaten and scorned, dying on the cross, rising again on the third day, that process sealed our forgiveness. And so when we sin, which we do every day, don't, don't, <laughs> no matter how good you think you are, I promise you, you sin every day, whether you have a wrong thought, look at somebody wrong, have some wrong words, we sin every single day. But God's blood, that remission, that shedding of blood saves us from sin. It saves us from iniquity. It saves us from wrongdoing that we will do every day. So when we extend forgiveness to someone, we are in essence saying, I pardon you for the wrong that you have committed against me. And going back to us as being sinners, humanity through Adam and Eve committed one of the greatest wrongs that ever could have been committed, and that's disobedience against God. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, it opened the door for sin, for death, for illnesses, for tragedies to take place, murders, killings, rapes, all these things that occur, these bad things, these unfortunate events that occur in our lives. When Adam and Eve sinned, that's when the door opened to all of these um, demon-inspired, devil-inspired acts to occur in our world. A lot of people want to say, well, if God was God, why did he let that child die? Why did he let this happen? It's the enemy, the, the, the prince of the power of the air. It's the enemy. When Adam and Eve relinquished their control to the devil, he has a power over the earth. So it's him, not God. That's just a side note. So when they sin, they opened, or when they were disobedient to God, they opened the door for sin. And so the relationship between humanity and God gets to be restored. I'm not going to say it needed to be restored. God, in his love for us, wanted it. He desired to be restored back to humanity. He desired to have that intimate relationship between man and himself, just like he had with Adam and Eve. And so for that to happen, he must forgive us of that sin of disobedience. And he must forgive us of the sins that we will commit until the day he calls us home. So we thank God for the blood that washes us, that cleanses, that makes us new, that forgives us from every sin that we've ever committed 
will commit in the future. Amen. Amen. And so as I think about me, (laughs) because I can talk about me, as I think about me and the person that I used to be, I mean, let me tell you, I will extend forgiveness to any and everybody who asks it, you don't even, and even if you don't ask me and you hurt me, I'm going to give you forgiveness anyway, because when I think back to who I used to be and the forgiveness that God showered upon me, oh my, I have no right to hold a grudge. Like I have no right to hold unforgiveness because God's great love and his great mercy kept me from being in a place of darkness by holding grudges by being mad, by being angry, it God's love and his mercy kept me from that dark place, saved me, pulled me out of that dark place, and made me free today, free to love, and definitely free to forgive. You don't know who I used to be? Let me tell you. I used to be the type of person. I mean, I still say, you know, what I want to today. Like, I'm very, I, I have an opinion about everything you can ever have a discussion about anything that comes on the news, any social happenings. Like, I have an opinion. I have learned to temper my words and my opinions, because prior to the Lord healing me and delivering me, I would say what I wanted to I mean, I would spew out words. I didn't care if they hurt you. I didn't care if it cut you. And then if it did cut you, I would cut you some more and leave you bleeding. Like, I would hurt you with my words. I would leave you bleeding. And if you happen to fall over in your blood, I would walk over your body and keep it moving. That kind of person that I used to be, I used to be very harsh with my words. And I'm still learning. I mean, it's a daily process when God forgives us. You know, we still walk out. You know, we're walking out salvation every day. Please be patient with me. The Lord is not finished with me yet. But I have learned to temper my, my, my words and my tongue. But, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself, you know, you're not that woman anymore. But I used to be very harsh in my words, and I can look back and see the people that I left hurt in my past. And I mean, when I think about it, I know God has forgiven me, and I do not dwell on this by any means. I don't. I'm just sharing my testimony because we overcome by our testimony in the blood of the Lamb. But it hurts me even right now thinking about how I used to hurt other people with my words. Like, oh my goodness, it was horrible. It was terrible. Like it was the worst. But I thank God that his mercy and his grace and God's love healed me and delivered me and made me new. And so now instead of being harsh with my words, instead of being mean with my words, I share words of love and kindness. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, if if a person does come at me in a certain way, I, I will have some words back. My, again, my words are more tempered. They're not as harsh, but, oh, you better believe I, got, I have a comeback for you now. I don't know. It is still in the bag. Like, it's still in there, but it's just not as harsh or as mean as it used to be, okay? And so um, that's who I used to be. I used to hurt people with my words. Now, now, some of us may have a testimony that we hurt people in our actions towards them or we hurt people with gossiping about them or we hurt people um, um, in whatever other way, you know, we can think of. Um, hurting with words is one of the harshest word, ways that we can hurt other people because when we hear negative words or harsh words or mean words about us, 
those words can kind of stick in our minds. And, and sometimes it is hard to move past those things, right? And so I have asked the Lord to um, let those that I have hurt, let them, please, Lord, please let them forgive me. Please let them know that, that I'm sorry that I have repented to you. And if and I told the Lord, even just recently, I told the Lord, God, if there's anybody that I need to seek forgiveness for, let, let, let us meet. Like, let our paths cross so that I can communicate love to them. Why I used to communicate hate to them? Let me communicate love and forgiveness to them, Lord. If God allows that to happen, I will do it. If he doesn't, then I pray that my forgiveness was, that God, you know, shower them with my forgiveness, you know. And so it's just important that we're careful with how we treat people and the things that we say to people. We never know who is listening to us. And we never know how what we say will affect someone, whether negatively or positively. That's why it is so important for us as Christians to let words that are used for edification to come out of my mouth, out of our mouth. I don't know where that scripture is. There is a scripture in the Word of God that says we should use words that are for edification, for building people up, for encouraging them, not leaving them in a bad state, but building them up, leaving them off better than before they came into our presence, letting them go in, in, in peace, you know, in encouragement, in, in health, you know, when they leave our presence. So it is important for us to forgive. So let, let me get to some forgiveness scriptures. So I've already given you Hebrews 9 and 22, and we thank God. I, so let me get back to my story. So I wanted to share my testimony to let, let you know that, God, as much as God has forgiven me, that's the type of forgiveness that I want to extend to other people. And it's so interesting because I work with a coworker that sometimes rehashes things that have happened in her past. And it got so bad that me, I have two coworkers I work with in the classroom, so it's three of us. So me and the other um my other coworker who didn't rehash, we would share with the, the lady who did rehash, don't, don't do that. Like you really need to forgive these individuals that have hurt you. And, you know, we begin, the Lord opened the door for us to minister to her. And I mean, we were in there just sharing the word of God with her and she was crying and we kept sharing the word. And so it lessened her conversation about those people. I really do believe that she has forgiven them and that she's continuing to walk out her forgiveness uh, because she hasn't really talked about those individuals anymore, which I'm very thankful for. But then sometimes she rehashes what the children have done the day before or the week before, and I have to remind her, in this classroom, we give new mercies every day. Why? Because the Lord gives us new mercies every day. God does not remind us of our sin. He does not remind us that we just cuss somebody out or we just fuss somebody out or that we were disrespectful to our boss or that we were uh, mean to that um, person who was at the checkout at Walmart or the grocery store because it took too long. God does not remind us of those things. When he forgives us, he forgives us, and that's it. He throws our sin into the sea of forgetfulness, and he is done with it. He's ready to move on. And so I have to remind her sometimes, we give our children new mercies just like the Lord gives us new mercies. And, yes, I talk about the Lord in my classroom. I sure do. Yes, I do. Amen. I have to remind her sometimes, and she's getting it, but it's just a constant reminder that 
God gives us new mercies, those tender mercies, those showers of blessings, those showers of forgiveness, those showers of newness. God gives them to us every day because he knows we need them, because we sin daily. And he knows that every day we're going to need his grace. We're going to need his mercy. We're going to need his love in order to walk out this life of forgiveness. Amen. So let's get to some forgiveness scriptures. The first one I want to go to is 1 John chapter 1 and 9. I'm going to read um, all scripture in the New Living Translation tonight. So verse chapter 1 John 1, verse 9 reads, okay, it's on the other page, and then I have to flip it. But if we confess our sins to him, meaning God, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all wrongs, verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Again, we sin daily, and because we sin daily, we need to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins daily. I ask the Lord, God, forgive me of the sins that I know I committed, and please forgive me of the sins that I don't know I committed. Sometimes I may have hurt somebody unintentionally, and and I just didn't realize it. I didn't know. So, God, if I did hurt somebody, I, I didn't mean to. God, please forgive me for that act. Please forgive me for those words, you know. Sometimes we say and do things that seem okay, but, you know, somebody's offended. So we need to ask the Lord to forgive us from those sins. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it reads, I'm going to flip, flip, flip. It reads, make sure I have the right one. Instead, so let me read, oh, let me read verse 31. Get read. This is what the Bible says. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of malicious behavior. Get rid of the rage, the anger, the bitterness. All of that comes from unforgiveness most of the time. Verse 32, instead, be kind to each other tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ Jesus has forgiven you. Just like we hurt people on a daily basis, people sometimes hurt us on a daily basis. If not daily, weekly. If not weekly, monthly. If not monthly, yearly. Somebody is going to hurt us. And as God has forgiven us, we need to also forgive others. Don't let rage or anger or bitterness due to unforgiveness settle inside your heart. Don't let that settle inside your being. It will poison you. It will affect your health. It is better for us to release that person, release that offense, release that anger, release that bitterness, release that rage so that we can live in peace. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter, I think before I want to, before I go to Mark, I think I'm going to go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. It reads, you must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. I can't say it because the Bible says I can't say it enough. God has forgiven us. And you, you can think back over your life and see the people that you've hurt. 
or or remember the people that you've hurt, even remember the situations that caused you to hurt that person. If God has forgiven us, we need to also forgive other people. Part of forgiving other people is sometimes forgiving ourselves. Like I had to forgive myself. As much as I wanted the, the other individuals to forgive me, I had to learn to forgive myself for the wrongs that I have committed and for the people that I hurt. So as we forgive other people, for, forgiving yourself can I can sometimes be hard because I don't know. It's just I don't know. We as human beings, nobody can be harder on us than we are to ourselves. Like like if I do if I did someone wrong, like I don't have to hear about it. I've already beat myself up enough. Like I don't even need to hear it from you. I feel bad enough. I feel horrible enough. Nobody can beat us up like we can beat us up. But we should, even in the times that we forgive people, or excuse me, the times that we hurt people, we should forgive ourselves, okay? So forgive us, forgive other people, because the Lord has forgiven you. Amen. And so now I want to get into Mark. My time is quickly leaving me, but I'm going to get into Mark and Matthew before I close out tonight. All right, so I'm going to turn there. I wanted to see if there was anything else in Ephesians that I wanted to say. So Mark chapter 11, I'm going to read verse um, 24 and 25. So it reads, listen to me. Now, this is in red, so we know it's Jesus talking. And it has an exclamation point, so Jesus is serious. Like, listen to me. You can pray for anything. And if you believe and do not doubt in your heart, I'm sorry, I went up to the next verse. Okay, let me go down. Let me start over, verse 24. Listen to me. You can pray for anything, and if you believe, you will have it. Verse 25, but when you pray, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Now think about it. We're praying to God, praying for ourselves, praying for our family, praying for the world, praying. But we have unforgiveness in our heart. How is the prayers of the Lord going to flow freely through us, from us to God? And how is God's answer, which always is is brimming with love, how is that love going to get to us if we are holding unforgiveness in our heart? It is hard for God to listen to a prayer from a person who is holding ill will against other people. So it is so important that we keep that free flow of love, that free flow line of communication between us and God by forgiving, by releasing, by pardoning those who have harmed us. And let me tell you something about forgiveness. Sometimes forgiveness, can be a one-time thing. Like somebody, you know, um, uh, they, like it was a smaller, like maybe you're having a conversation or a heated discussion with a best friend or a sister or a brother, and it's a heated discussion, and you say some things that are hurtful towards one another. You know, and hopefully it's not too bad. Let's just say it's on the, 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 not like, you know, they went all out, but just kind of lighter side of hurt. And you can, you know, once the heated has went down the pool, <laughs> the heated has went down, 
and you actually can talk rationally to one another, you can forgive them, okay? You know, sister, I, I apologize for the words that I said. Please forgive me. You can forgive each other and go on, just like children. Children can hurt you, forgive, and move on. Like, they don't hold grudges most of the time. But say if somebody has hurt you really bad, like a spouse who cheated on you with your sister or your best friend or somebody else in the family, like that's some hurt. Like that is some hurt. Like that's on the, the, the other side of hurt. Like that you don't you have hurt me on another level. Regardless of how small that hurt is or how deep that hurt runs, we need to forgive. We need to release them. We need to pardon them. And, again, sometimes it can be a one-time thing, like that conversation you're having with your spouse or your sister or your girlfriend or your guy friend. But sometimes forgiveness has to be walked out, like that spouse that cheated on you. Sometimes you may not be able to forgive them that day or the next day or the next week. Sometimes it might take the, the, the month, the 30 days, 28 days, 31 days, whatever month you're in. It might take that entire month to forgive them. It might take – three months to forgive them. Because even in your heart and with your words, you're saying, I forgive you, I forgive you, but that hurt is still there. The remembrance of that hurt is still there. Like you're still feeling the hurt. Like it's still real, it's still raw, still very prevalent. So sometimes forgiveness is a kind of can be a one-time thing, you move on. Sometimes it's just a process, time to release that hurt and to allow our heart to be repaired by the Lord. It just takes time sometimes. And you know what? That's okay. As long as you walk out the forgiveness, as long as you are daily releasing those grudges, daily releasing that bitterness, daily releasing that anger, it's okay. Let the Lord heal you in his time. But it's important that we allow the Lord to heal us, whether it's for that moment, the next day, whether it takes a couple of months, whether it takes a year. There could be some hurts that have occurred that may take a year for you to walk it out. You know, I can't give you a time frame. It's just important that each and every day you're walking out forgiveness towards others. Because, again, God has forgiven us. So we need to forgive. And if you want to present yourself like Mark says, and Matthew says it too, Matthew 6, 14 and 15 basically says the same thing. If you are praying, if you are worshiping, if you are communing with God but you're holding unforgiveness, it is so hard for there to be a free flow of love and peace between you and God if you are holding ill will against one of his children. It's just not going to fare well with him. So, again, regardless of how deep the hurt, ask the Lord to help you. God, help me to forgive my husband. Help me to forgive my wife. Help me to forgive my children. Help me to forgive my parents. Help me to forgive my best friend. Help me to forgive my coworker. Help me to forgive that other family member. God, heal my hurt. Bring the brokenness, God. Bring the brokenness together and make me whole again. This is what we need to do. And then I'm going to wrap it up with this. As I think about after pardoning people and releasing them from offenses and releasing them from the debt we feel they owe us, I, I thought about today and the fact that this was a day that immigrants that was set aside for immigrants not to go to work, not to go to school, not to participate in the day-to-day lives. And I know a lot of them are afraid, a lot of and even our children, you all, you cannot not even imagine some of our elementary children are afraid 
crazy. Because they may have made a citizen, you know, this country, some of their family is not. And they are afraid with all of this executive orders and, 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 and uh, President Trump trying to build a wall and some of the uh, laws that he's trying to get passed about immigration, they are going to be deported elementary students, they're feeling the hurt and the pain of this. And even in in, 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 in feeling the hurt and the pain from what our president is doing, we need to share the love of God with them, and we need to share the, the, the teachings of forgiveness so that they will learn to forgive President Trump for what he's doing and for no doubt what he will do in the future. And so, yes, we had students that did not show up to school today, and I, I salute them. Like, I celebrate them. Like, do what you have to do because I know what discrimination feels like. I know what it feels like. So I know what they're going through, and I salute them, and I stand with them. I wasn't able to not go to work today. I, I was there for my children, but I stood with them in their stance against the things that are happening as far as immigration is concerned. But even in this process of our president doing things against groups that he doesn't like or he don't think is worthy of the American dream and the American values and the Constitution, even in that, we must forgive him. We must show forgiveness toward him. We must show love towards him. Where he is spewing out hate and, 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 and his actions are hateful, we need to show him love. We need to show him forgiveness so that prayerfully he will repent and allow the love of God and the forgiveness of God to permeate his heart. So if you have talked to any immigrants, if you're able to communicate with them, prayerfully you're standing with them, and prayerfully you'll be able to minister God's love to them and help them to walk out forgiveness as we walk out what our president is doing in our world to do today. Amen. Amen. So we need to make sure that we forgive. How often should we forgive? Every time, all the time, not just sometimes, not just when we feel like it, not just when it's convenient for us, but we offer to forgive all the time. The Bible says 70 times 70. That means every time somebody hurts you, forgive, release them, pardon them, give them uh, the remission, let them go free, let that offense um Give them freedom from that offense. Give them freedom from that debt. Pardon them. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for joining the show tonight as we talked about forgiveness. And in forgiveness, you all, there is love. Love and forgiveness go hand in hand, let me tell you. So thank you for joining us tonight. We pray that you join us next week, Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I don't know what the Lord will have me to teach about, but I promise it will be something good. I think I'm going to get my mom on before the month is out, so hopefully she'll have time to come on. But, yes, because I've been thinking about getting mom to come back on, so hopefully we can hear from her soon. So join us next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. for whatever prophetic teaching the Lord wants to release. And if you want to know more about Be Free Ministries, visit our website at BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weebly.com. If you have a prayer request or praise report or prophetic word you want to release to us, email me at BeFreeMinistriesNC at Outlook.com. Listen for upcoming 
upcoming events for Be Free Ministries. We'll keep you in the know. So if nobody, oh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash be Free Ministries NC. Look, if nobody has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.